Thanks for joining us today on the Centerpoint podcast coming from the Loft on Main in Danville, Kentucky. For more information, check us out at centerpointdanville.com. Well, good morning and welcome to The Loft. And for those who are connecting online or spring break, on spring break, we're glad you're with us today. And I'm just going to encourage you, don't forget to use sunblock. And so uh, today we began a brand new series called uh, This is Our Community. This is our community. And this series has the potential to get us ready for Easter, which is in four weekends, by the way. And not to forget, but between here and there, we have some amazing things for you to engage or participate uh, that can possibly be a difference maker uh, in our community for people knowing who Jesus really is. And so I hope that you'll take advantage of connecting and being part of those things because literally... Uh, like the little subtitle says on the side, I don't know if you can read that, but together, together we can make a difference for our community. And we pray you engage everything that we have to offer uh, in, in other areas of, of, of ministry here in our community as well, especially as we point people to Jesus. And so uh, what we would like to do with this series, though, is highlight, is highlight the, the biblical responsibilities that we have in loving our neighbors, and how, how the treatment we give them affects our city and our community. Uh, and so when we, when we share, when we share this space, this, this place called our, our home uh, with others where we work, where we live, where we play, we begin to see how, how the gospel can prosper people. And, and then it, it overflows into our community and it changes lives. However, though, on the flip side of that, when we become unhealthy and we don't do it, then our community starts to become unhealthy. And I think it's kind of interesting is a lot of people complain about things a lot. They look, well, it looks, you know, this is what it looks like, this is what it feels like, and it's unhealthy. But I think it's interesting that it starts with us. We point a lot of things in the wrong direction, and we say, this is wrong with all that. But what are you doing to change it? And that's what this series is going to sort of illuminate into our community because it all depends on where our relationship is with Jesus. And if we can figure this out, if we can allow our hearts to be, you know, turned for, for God, for the gospel, and sense the urgency, then literally we're going to see something fruitful and it's going to multiply. And so if you dive into your Old Testament, um, from the Old Testament to the New Testament, when Jesus shows up on the scene during his ministry, there is a verse that is repeated over and over again in different ways. And, and Jesus would, would often get challenged on, on the greatest commandment. And some of you have heard this story before. And what was it? How was it? How do we love? And if we're going to make a difference in our community, I think it would be wise to at least lean in to to Jesus's teachings found in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And if we can just look into Matthew today for a second, Matthew chapter 22, verses 37 through 40, and we're going to see exactly how to be a difference maker for our community. If you're taking notes, go ahead and highlight it. If you've got your version Bible app, highlight it. Go for it. But Jesus said this in, in Matthew chapter 22. It said this in verse 37. Jesus replied, it's easy. A parenthesis, right? Love the Lord your God with all your hearts and with all your soul and with what? All your mind. They see, it's first, it's an inward thing. The first thing out of the gate, Jesus is like, hey, listen, you got to get this right. You got to get it down with your heart, right? With your wholeness, who you are, and then with your mind. 
And when you can get that right, things will start to change. And out of that, out of that is an overflow. It's an overflow to what happens next. And he says this in verse 38. This is the first and the greatest commandment. And the second one is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. It's, it's, second, it's an outward thing. If you can figure out how to do this with you first, and the second piece is, is literally you going and sharing that because it's too valuable to set on. And when you do it, it changes things. In verse 40, it says, and all the law and all the prophets hang on these two commandments. And otherwise, life as we know it hinges on these simple things to follow. These simple words of truth and wisdom that Jesus says, go do. You see, the simple way I know how to tell you this, you've probably already heard it. There's, there's T-shirts everywhere. I know there are, and there's companies that say this. There's other things that take place around the world, and most churches actually use this as their motto, but it's simply this. Love God, love others. You even knew it, but why is it so challenging? Why is it so hard to do that? Why do we stumble into loving God? How do we stumble into loving our neighbors? Don't answer that. But the truth is, we do, don't we? We find it sometimes challenging to love our neighbors. It's just that simple. But the truth is, we've all been called to be a light, to be a light that can change everything. A light that literally can, can go into dark places and illuminate everything. Jesus even said it this way in Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 16. He said it this way. If you're in me, you are the light of the world. You are, you are a light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. That makes no sense. Instead, they put it on a stand. They, they put it up tall. They put it in a place where people can see it and it illuminates the room. And it gives light to everyone in the house. We often have said this since the beginning. When Jesus enters the house, what? Everything changes. When light illuminates a house, everything changes. It says in verse 16, in the same way, let your light shine before what? Others. Don't just hide it. Don't put it under what? A bushel, if you grew up in the churches that I grew up in, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. That's right. See, somebody, somebody grew up with that song. You don't hide it under a what? You don't do that. Why not? First of all, if it was a candlestick, you're going to burn the bushel. I'm just telling you right now. That's just the truth. Right? You're going to burn it down. But you just don't do that. Why would anybody do that? That's exactly where Satan wants you. Satan wants to just, uh, you got your light looks, it's, it's kind of twinkling. You don't want to, you, you need to cover it up for yourself. You just need to, the, the wind's coming. The, it's some, oh, the, oh, there's, there's some rain. You better cover it up a little bit. It's a little dark out here. You might want to cover it up so you can see better. That's not what it's like. That's not what Jesus is commanded. He said, let the light shine, y'all. That's, that's the Kentucky version. Let it show. For others, let your let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Because I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine all over my what town. 
over my community. If you grew up with the songs that I grew up with, whether you're marching in the infantry, shooting artillery, I'm in the Lord's army, Jesus loves me, this I know, to this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. My question is for you this morning, how are you doing that in our community? How are you letting your light shine? So first, I think it's wise for us to, to, to dive into how are you going to be a light? How are you going to let your light shine? We need to say first, and we tackle this, if you remember, at the very beginning of the year, and it's simply by saying, yes, what? Yes, Lord. Found in Isaiah, the book, right? Not, not the person's name, but Isaiah, right? The prophet. He said, simply say, yes, Lord, to your decrees, to your word, to your law. May I walk in your truth and wisdom. Say, yes, Lord, right? And I think it's as simple as this. Say yes and let God do the rest. And some of us make it so complex, so hard, so challenging. I, I don't know if I'm good enough. I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I, you know, I think I, 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 I and there it was. I, 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 I get in the way. I do this quite often. My brain runs way too fast. I get ahead of the Holy Spirit. And I know that's not good. I just need to say yes, Lord, and let God do the rest. And when we do that, we're allowing our light to shine. It might be just as simple as say, yes, Lord, and just walk across the room even when it hurts. It might be as simple as saying, yes, Lord, when it doesn't make sense at all. It might even be saying, yes, Lord, because it's it's very dark and gloomy place to be right now. God, do, I, do you really want me to go into that area? But you got to say, yes, Lord, and let God do the rest. Because when we follow him, when we follow him, we accept him and his provisions. And the light that is in us from him shines bright for all, for all to see. And it changes lives. It does. One of my favorite stories about this is simply in the, in the, the country of Peru. When we went into the streets and we literally, we were down there for a mission during the day. And, and I kept on noticing a lot of things, that activities that were, that were not very good at, at nighttime. And I just asked the missionaries on, on the scene, I said, can, can we go out? Can we go out in the middle of the night and, and, and just see what God does? Like, can we, can, is it possible for our teams? And they were like, no way. There's just, it's, no, it's too dark. And I, I just opened my Bible to this verse and I just said, listen, how, we're the light, man. If we don't go out, how's things going to change? And, and they were convicted enough to say, okay, let's, let's go. We'll, we'll, we'll go in teams. And so we did. We went out in big groups of teams, and, and we just started going as, as a unit, praying over the little stations that were, where the pimps stood, sharing the prostitutes, and just sitting there and sharing roses and saying, you're a princess in God's eyes tonight. We went to the next place to the, where the, the bars were and to the, to, the, to the gambling stations, and we just started praying over them. And for the next six to seven days, literally, we shut the town down, y'all. They didn't know what to think. They didn't know what was going on. It was like a ghost town. It was the craziest thing that the missionaries had ever seen. And we awoken a giant in that community. We allowed God to reign through the darkness, and it changed lives. And it's really cool stories after that because a lot of little churches came out of that. And so it's amazing what happens when we're just obedient to the light. And we go out and represent the light. 
And so if we're going to be the light, if we're going to be the light, say yes and let God do the rest, right? Say yes and let God do the rest and watch what happens. And you may be thinking, I can't do that. I can't do it. I I will mess it up. I don't even know enough about God. I don't even know the books of the Bible. I just know Genesis and Revelations. That's it. Maybe Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You know, John 3, 16, I know that one too. That's okay. Right? It's okay. You just got to lean in and start studying his word a little bit more. You got to let his word penetrate your heart. And you might be thinking, I don't have anything. I don't have, I'm not, I'm not good enough. I don't have anything to be the light of the world. I don't have the tools that you guys have. I don't have the tools that Jeff's got. I don't have the tools that, that Rhonda's got or I have. You, you're just looking, I don't, I don't know enough. I want to give you three quick things this morning that hopefully will not only encourage you, but allow you to see that you are enough, that you are qualified, and you are the light of the world. You just got to go. And the first one, if you're taking notes, is this. You can use, you can use what you have. You can use what you have. In fact, this is the very first way we see the gospel shared and spread by, by an unlikely candidate named Levi. If you don't know who Levi is, you know, it's a great, fascinating story of, of life change. But Levi allowed the, his light to shine bright by simply being himself. Uh, Levi, he was, he was a despised tax collector, also known as Matthew. And when Jesus changed Levi's life, he simply couldn't keep the love of Jesus to himself anymore. He started to share it and share it and share it. He didn't know any other way, though. He did it the way he knew how to do it. Think about this. Matthew didn't know anything about how to share his faith. He just did what he did. He wasn't a preacher and he had no religious training. He, he would, he would have, have failed miserably by handling objections because he was all about the facts. And Levi had never, ever even led a circle group or small study group or served in Kidsville, served in living room. He didn't serve in any of those things or even love loud now. He didn't even know what those things were. The only thing this guy knew is how to throw a party. So I mean, like, yeah, I can do that. Can we get a kick? I mean, some of y'all are thinking that way. I'm just being honest. And that's exactly what he did, though. I mean, he, he threw a party. He threw a party, and, and, he, and, it, and it started to change people's lives. I mean, he, he put some burgers on a grill. He, he put the big, big screen up on the wall, and he invited some friends over to the flat screen and, and turned on the NCAA tournament and said, go Cats. I don't think he said that one, but you get the drift. He put on Spotify, and he had the right jam, right? He had all the, all the cool, cool songs. And he sent out invitations to to literally all of his neighbors. And he watched them come. I mean, it's crazy what happens next. If you find yourself drifting, like, well, where's the story at? Well, turn to your Bible. Look into Luke chapter 5, verse 29. It says this, then Levi held a great banquet for Jesus at his house. Luke 5, verse 29. And a large crowd of tax collectors and others were eating with them. His people, his people, where he worked, where he lived, where he played. These people come and gathered around him. But, in verse 30, the, the, but the, the, the Pharisees and the teachers of the law who belonged to their sect complained to his disciples. Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? Because they are like the lowest of low people. And Jesus answered to them, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. Not, not that I didn't come here to hang out with you guys. I came in here to change lives over here. I have not come to call the righteous, but the sinners to repentance is what he said. You see, Matthew simply called 
all of his buddies and you invite them to a party or a banquet. And in the same way, you have the potential to reach those who you love by simply an invitation. I mean, how many know how to make some cookies? It starts right there. It's simple. It's that simple. If you know how to bake or anything, you can start loving on your neighbor and you might even turn it into a business just like bluegrass buttercream across the street. And now it's impacting a region through cupcake love and it's spread over into the next county over into Casey County because our friends over there got the vision and it's like, oh my goodness, now it's in Bergen and it's going crazy over there. And it's it's impacting people and you don't even know what's the potential of how God is going to use it. You just let him do the rest. Y'all are dead. That was an exciting moment right there because it's... Even lunch on us, man, where we're seeing something that only God can get this credit for. And it's coming out of just a, can I bake a cookie? And she can bake some really good cookies. Because of one person who decided to move towards him, towards the light, and change what she cares about. What, what, a, what about a workout place? What about, about working out? You know how to work it. Does anybody like to go work out? I mean... Anybody? Okay. Two people. Next, next sermon series is going about physical conditioning. It says in Scripture, love the, love the Lord with all your body. Okay. Got to get our hearts in check. But there's, there's some ladies here in our community here that said, you know what? I'm doing this a lot, but what if we did it with Jesus at the center of it? What, what, if, what if we switched some things around and just said, what if we, what if we did it this way? And all of a sudden... We have a ministry called The Core, where we see women come not only to get in shape, and we have seen women lose over 100 pounds, which is ridiculous, awesome, but we get to know our community by loving on them, seeing them transform in their heart, pray with them, and watching the light start to illuminate all over them. It's crazy what happens when you seek out God. And you allow the light to transform your life. What about, do you, do you love bikes? What about building things or rebuilding things? Maybe, maybe you love just to go fishing. You can use whatever you have and begin a relationship and allow God to do the rest. You just got to invite somebody along the journey. You just don't know what will happen when you let your light shine. You just got to go and shine all over the place. So use what you have. Use what you have. The second thing, take your notes. Is to be the light and to make a difference where you live, work, and play in our community is this. You can invite someone to where we meet. You can invite somebody. You can simply say, you know what, hey, why don't you come with me? You see, John told a powerful story about a, a woman who had experienced a lot of hurts in her life. And when she met Jesus, her, her, he, he offered her living water, a relationship that would change forever. It changed her forever. And John tells us in the fourth chapter, starting in verse 28, this. John chapter 4, verse 28. It says, Then leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the the town and said to the people, Come and see, come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. Some of you are like, Oh, I don't want that to happen. Not a chance in France. But she didn't care. You know why? Because she knew. It was life-changing. She knew it was real. She even said it this way. She said, could this be the Messiah? 
They came out of the town and and made their way towards him, towards Jesus. What did she do? She didn't memorize a script. She didn't preach a sermon. She didn't lead anyone in in some kind of prayer. She simply invited everyone to come and meet the Savior who had changed her life. We like to say it this way, changed lives that what? And there has been so many people who have been impacted by this over the past several years. I can't even begin to list them all. It's the friends that have met in, my, in, in our house around our messy table to, to literally people that I've met on the streets handing out bottle, bottles of water. But one of my favorite ones right now, and, and, it's, and he, he's, he's been an amazing person just to listen to. But this is a guy named Gary. And Gary simply was asked to go on a journey with a friend. And by accepting the invitation, it led him to finding this place and asking questions about Jesus. And eventually finding the amazing love that Jesus has changed his life. And now Gary's doing the same thing and he's letting his light shine and leading other people to Jesus. It's a cool story. And it's not, it's not something that's fake. It's real because it has impacted him in so many different ways. And he shares with me weekly how he's been able to share his story. You see, he is a light when he walks in and encourages others because you know when you meet him, he knows Jesus with that deep voice. And you know you can do the same thing if you really start to figure out your story in Christ. You see, as long as you look around in our community, you will see people every day who need the grace of God and Jesus' love if you just open your eyes and see it. You'll see someone in your class hurting and looking for comfort. You'll see someone in the gym who's discouraged and needing help. You'll see someone who who you work with in searching for, for some direction. And remember, it's an invitation. One simple invitation could be all it takes to change a person's life. Because you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. And God could use you to lead someone else to Christ. God could use you to change someone's trajectory for life. Think about the gravity of that. The last one is my favorite because it's the difference maker. And it's you can share your story. You can simply share your story. You see, your story is a huge game changer in our culture because no one can take it away. Even, even in this past couple of weeks, I've been, I don't know why I get myself into these things on social media, but sometimes I do and I want to stand up for something. And I just want to go after it. But the, the guy that tried to you know, attack me on social media just a little bit and throw darts at Christians just a little bit, throw darts at certain things. And I finally just said, you know what? You can't take away what it did to my story. And I personally went and shared it with him. And he had no rebuttal. You know why? Because he can't take away Jesus and me. He can try. He can throw darts at the church. Yes, he can. He can throw darts at our nation. Yes, he can. He can throw darts at every place else, but he cannot throw a dart at the Jesus in me. He can't do it. He can't. It's one of those moments when you say, get behind me, Satan, you know? And you just step into the light because you know he ain't got a chance. And you just want him to experience that same thing. 
And that was the whole point of going after it because I knew if this guy could flip towards Christ, man, the potential of what he could share would be mind-blowing. And this is what I know. This is how huge this story sort of gravitates into the gospel. You see, one time when Jesus was, was healing some people, there was this blind man that came across his, his way. And, and there were tons of skeptics that criticized Jesus, calling him a con and a sinner. But then he healed the man and belted it back to them in, in John chapter 9, verse 25. And he simply said this in verse 25. He replied, whether Jesus is a sinner or not, I, I don't know. The one thing I do know is I was once blind, but now I see. John 9, 25. What did the man do? What did the man do? He told a story. That's all he did. He told his story. And John continues on with the skeptics, and he fought back. He pushed back. He said in verse 26, and then they asked him, what did Jesus do to you? How did he open your eyes? You're going to get tons of more questions, by the way. And he answered, I have told you already. Didn't you listen? I love it. And why did you not, why do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become a disciple too? You can almost sense the tension there in that moment. I love it. Do you want to hear it again? Do you want to hear my story again? Okay, I'll share it with you. I don't care. Let me tell you to it. This is so cool. He told his story again, and so, so more people got to hear it. Because once you start asking the question, and people ask, people gather. I love when I go talk in the hub because it ain't the person sitting in front of me that benefits 95% of the time. It's the person sitting beside them. It's the person that's eavesdropping in the conversation. It's the person across the way that wants to know if Jesus is real or not. They walk up to you and say, Are you one of those Jesus freaks? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Do you want to hear the story again? So he told his story again. And don't you ever say your story doesn't matter because it does to God. How do I know that? Because if God can use me, little, oh, tiny me, then he can use you. My story's simple. The, the church, if we're just honest, the church saved me, saved my life. It did. It kept me away from things I probably should not have been involved with in my life. And my parents were a huge part of that. They, they steered me into some great relationships as a young guy. And, and it kept me from things I shouldn't have been getting involved with. Eventually, I accepted who Christ was at a very early age. It was not easy because right after I did that, right after I accepted who Jesus was in my personal life, I went through a huge change in my life where I doubted God. And as a young person, just be honest, those things impact you, especially when you're in a personal accident that says that you're never going to walk again. And eventually, me and God were finally back onto a relationship and speaking terms when I was growing up into youth group. I had some amazing youth group pastors who loved on me. But it was not where it needed to be, and they challenged me on it. And I was definitely not being the light in my environments in school. I was sort of just living out the gospel the best way I knew how to on a pew. And eventually as I felt like I was just, I was more like absorbing the light than being the light. I was just absorbing it, not being it. And then as a 21 year old, I had plans to, to, to make money, 
if I'm just being completely honest, I wanted to make money and do what I loved, which is flying airplanes. I had all my plans laid out. And finally, God just broke my heart on the tarmac of of an airport one day. And he revealed his love in a way that allowed me to start to shine my light that has changed others. I, I had a platform to begin to shine bright. And he showed me how to do it. And along the way, he's given me more tools. And along the way, he's given me more platform. And he's increased my territory. And I don't know why he continues to allow me to do it, but he's done it. And it's impacted a lot of people. You see, I have no interest in learning the book of Acts over, over, and over again and reading through it again. One more time, I don't have any more interest in reading it. I have no desire of putting a study together for everybody else together and come and learn it and try to put it into application. You see, I want to live it out with you. I want to live it out with others who have the same like mind. The same like mindset because I believe that God is still in the business of letting his light shine through people and changing the world in dark areas where we can all make a difference in our community and where we, where we work, where we live, where we play in our homes, in our city, in our community. You see, I, I'm heavily invested here because I was born here, just one block down the road. And so I, this is personal to me. And we have work to do, guys. We have a lot of work to do. The simple question that I know is who's with us? Who's with me? Who is with us? At this time, I'm just going to ask them to turn the lights out. And I'm going to show you what happens. As dark as that is, it's not that dark because there's some illumination coming through the walls and the windows, but it's relatively dark. But I've got a light, one little light. And if your light can, connects with one another, look what happens. If my light starts to illuminate like this and I'm starting to drift it up and I'm starting to drift it down, the next thing I know, I can hone it in and get real tight and bright and I can start to point it in certain directions. And if I wish to start to shine it onto people, like that one right there, and, and they're, all of a sudden their light hits and they just start to see God and they start to shine it this way and then all of a sudden I shine it over here and whoever's got a light there, they start to hit it and, and I shine it over here and they start to hit it and I shine it way over here and they start to hit it. And then all of a sudden if I just say, get your cell phones out and those who ain't got a flashlight, well, I didn't get a flashlight, I'm sorry. Take your cell phones out. Turn your flashlights on. Watch what happens. It just starts to illuminate. You have the potential to illuminate the world. The question is, is are you willing to go do it? You're carrying something that's so powerful inside you. The question is, is is it inside you? You see, what you can do is use, use what you have. What you can do is is you can invite someone to church and let your light shine. What you can do is share your personal story of Jesus. And you can take the challenge of the resurrection plan and allow God to do the rest. You see, if you feel like you don't know what to do, I'm going to encourage you this. Do what you know to do. 
seek God and watch what happens. Seek him. Begin to simply do these five things by seeking him. Look for opportunities to illuminate. Inspire and encourage others to Jesus. Go where God sends you each day of the week. Hear and respond to his voice daily and testify out of his goodness and watch what happens. In John chapter 8, verse 12, it says this. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world and whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Guys, you, if you're in Christ, you have the light of life in you. Why would you ever do this? It makes no sense. We do this too often. We cover it up after we come out of here on Sundays. It is intended to do this, to penetrate dark areas. Look real quickly in that corner. It's dark. Guess what? Boom. Ah, light. It's crazy. Someone needs a dust up there. Oh, look here. Dark area. It's crazy what happens. Hey, Jaden, look at this. I mean, it's nuts. And you have the potential to change the world. The question is, are you going to? You can't deny that this right here, light, does not hurt when it hits. You cannot deny it because it exposes things. It exposes the truth. And he said, I am the truth. And the truth will what? Set you free. Come on, y'all. That's good. If you want to make a difference in our community, we just have to say yes and let God do the rest. We just have to let him do the rest. This is our command just to go be the light and let your light shine. Jesus, I pray that it was you just, you give us some command to go share the gospel and to be the light, to be the light of the world. God, I just pray that we take this and we run with it. There's more cards up here that literally need to be taken. There's more cards up here that need to be shared with people. Where we work, where we live, where we play. God, you give us an amazing opportunity to share the gospel and you give it to us so tangibly so tangibly that it literally could change the world. The only thing you ask us to do is to be a light. So Father, I'm praying right now that you allow us to experience your light today. You allow us to go share your light. You allow us to be the light. And we point people back to you that we expose the darkness in its areas of our life into our friends' lives in our streets where we work, where we live, where we play and we just, we literally allow you to set us free into our community because together, together we can make a big difference where we call home. And God, I'm asking for you to allow us to see it so we can believe it and we can go multiply it in ways we never dreamed possible. In your holy and precious name, amen. Why don't you stand and sing with me?